0: it takes three months for the follicle to mature and the egg to ovulate. So in that three-month period, if you change the picture of your ovaries, you really improve the insulin resistance, reduce the inflammation, then you have a healthier ovulation, a healthier egg. Doctor said you got
1: PCOS. Now go on girl, just lose some weight. the own hands and reverse them naturally
0: so i became a dietitian and helped my sisters feel the best they've ever felt take a step in my direction if you wanna move them wrong and take control of yourself
1: join a your sister and a Before we get started with today's episode, there's an important like question we have to ask. Like, Is anybody else watching Suits? We just finished season seven. And guess who left? Rachel Zane, aka Meghan Markle, or I think the other way around.
0: Meghan Markle is gone <laughs> from the show. And so is Mike Ross. I've completely lost interest. I have lost interest until Donna and Harvey get together. I'm over it.
1: Well, we have two seasons to go. So we have to finish the two seasons. I'm sure Seriously. it's just too obvious now. Donna and... Uh, Harvey, will get together and then we'll see what happens oh, to everybody else.
0: Sirak likes to fast forward through the good parts, like the juicy no. romantic parts. But now I don't let him anymore. And he definitely won't be in the next season.
1: It's so cheesy. You know, yeah. like, you know how it is. Like in these shows, they're just like staring at each other and like saying very unrealistic things.
0: Honestly, it's the only part of the show that I can actually understand.
1: But it's not the way people even talk to to each other or argue. It's just like the way they like stare at each other and then she'll make a face and he'll be like, uh, uh-huh? and then she'll be like, mm. and then like,
0: one will leave the room.
1: Yeah. And like the one will like leave the room and the other person will just like sit there like thinking, oh, shame.
0: And staring out the window at the city lights at their view. Anyway. Who does that? <laughs> Who does that?
1: I I don't know how, uh, like the percentage of our audience that listens to Suits. I'm hoping it's at least half, so at least some people are interested in this conversation. But anyway, we're at season seven and let's move on to PCOS.
0: Okay. So today we're going to talk about what the best age is to get pregnant with PCOS. And I am sure a lot of people who are listening were at the doctor's office at one point point. And your doctor might have said, hey, you should have kids early. Or I've even heard this um, through the DMs. I've read this, like my doctor told me to get married sooner so that I could have kids early so that, you know, I have more like of a chance to get pregnant because of PCOS and my infertility. And it is so crazy how a piece of advice like that can just change the trajectory of your whole life. Especially if you don't realize that there are ways to change the picture of your ovaries, to improve egg quality and ovulation, to improve your fertility with PCOS through diet and lifestyle changes. Like if you don't know these things, you can, you know, listen to that doctor and just change the trajectory of your life in a way that is also wonderful if you had kids um, early. But like, you know, what if you did, what if that's not what you wanted to do? Or like, what if you did that because your doctor made you or convinced you? So... This episode means a lot to me. So let's talk about it.
1: I mean, a similar thing happened to you where at the age of around 17, a doctor told you like that you basically it would be very difficult or you wouldn't be able to have kids in the future.
0: Yeah. She said I was premenopausal. Like my ovaries looked premenopausal and it looked like, you know, I wasn't ovulating and I was going to have problems and I should really think about having kids sooner than later. And then after I reversed my PCOS, a doctor was like, oh, you're as fertile as a salmon swimming upstream. She made a joke. And I was like, that's hilarious because a few years ago, that's absolutely the opposite of like what I was told.
1: Yeah. Isn't that crazy though? Like how one doctor can tell you something that can change the entire trajectory of your life yeah it can like force you into a decision or make you feel very depressed and feel hopeless and so forth and then on the other hand like there's like the option of like completely reversing healing and actually like having all this hope and Mm -hmm. you know uh the future so but today i will talk all about it and go into everything
0: what if I married someone else because I was in such a rush to like have kids and settle down and I like chose the wrong partner in life could yeah. you imagine like these things could happen if you you know think about it
1: <laughs> yeah and I, honestly I, I'm sure a lot of people are wondering too and like I don't mind answering this question but I think telling you get a bit like annoyed about answering this question but like in terms of like do we have kids or do we plan on having kids and to, to be honest, like we do want to have kids. Our plan is to have them in, have a kid hopefully in a year or two. It's just a plan in our life and how we've just kind of like planned things out since we got married. So, yeah.
0: I mean, since this is a podcast, I feel like it's more private than Instagram. So I'm like okay with talking about true, things yeah. like this. Yeah. Usually on Instagram, I'm like, why are people asking me this? Like, I'm not gonna publicize my life plans. Yeah, but hey, if you're on also this rude podcast, too.
1: yeah, it, it can be rude, to, rude too because if you ask someone, and what if like they are trying, what if they are trying, and they're not able to, and like it's like the wrong thing to ask, you know, like
0: horrible. It's a horrible question.
1: That's not the situation for us, but it could be for a lot of people. So that's why I feel like you know. It's kind of uh, a weird question to ask, but yeah. hey, on the podcast, like Tyne said, we're okay with it. I'm okay. You're
0: basically in our bedroom right now where we're <laughs> recording. So, hey, we can talk about it. I want right. to have kids later.
1: <laughs> and as we get started on the podcast, too, we did a poll in the sisterhood and we asked everybody, um, this was a question. For the sisters in this group who have been pregnant, what age did you conceive? And uh, we'll go from least to most. So uh, 6% said 35 to 40. said 30 to 35, 32% said 18 to 25, and 44%, the majority, said 25 to 30.
0: These aren't really surprising numbers because 25 to 30 is like prime time. And then 30 to 35 is like, you know, now we're like pushing it towards 35, which is the age where they say like you should think about. Either having kids or freezing your eggs, but um, yeah, I'm not surprised.
1: And I I bet you these percentages are changing with every year because I feel like more people yeah. are having children around 30 to 35, just because of school. How long like sometimes school can take for certain uh, careers, and also you know life life like working and actually mm-hmm. being able to be comfortable in your life to have kids, and you know, like Especially why have kids early on if you don't if you don't want to either, you know? Yeah,
0: yeah exactly. You know, trying to. Um, Buy a house or an apartment or stabilize your life is like not easy these days, especially, especially in California. <laughs>
1: yeah. Okay. Well, uh, before we get started with basically the, the episode and like what we're going to cover, we do have some wins of the week. So today's win is from Zomaira Vega from The Sisterhood. Time, do you want to read her message?
0: Sure. She says, hi, I'm new to the sisterhood. I joined the app in July, but didn't get around joining the Facebook group until now. The sisterhood app has literally changed my life. I was diagnosed back in high school and was put on birth control early. I had really bad mood swings and I was always sleepy and everyone thought it was just the teenage attitude, but I literally felt so irritable even with myself. And later I found out that because Um, It has side effects and PCOS has symptoms I didn't know about. I've always been chubby and it was almost impossible to lose weight without gaining it back. This went on for five years until one day I found the sisterhood on Instagram and decided to take the step to buy it and follow the diet plan. First week, I had already felt so much better. Everyone noticed my mood improved and I was no longer hungry and sleepy all the time. Fast forward to three months, I joined the gym to do slow weighted workouts, still following the diet plan and i am down 15 pounds i also lost a few inches off my pcos belly which has been my biggest insecurity since forever i'm so grateful i got to come around your page and learn how to start living again at the age of 25 wow amazing oh, that's great and i'm so glad that you were able to do this at an early age of 25 honestly yeah it's wonderful
1: yeah great job taking those steps so we're so happy and so proud of you and yeah keep going you you're doing great
0: Keep it up, girl. Yes.
1: Go. Always here Go. for you.
0: Do you know what the most researched supplement for PCOS is?
1: Yes inositol.
0: But do you know that not all inositols are the same? Hush your mouth. The latest research on PCOS women uses inositol with a ratio of 40 to 1 myo and d-chiro inositol with a daily dosage of 4,000 milligrams. Well, I declare. But here's the problem. A lot of inositols out there do not use the 40 to 1 ratio and many do not have a daily dosage of 4,000 milligrams. So that one month supply of inositol you may last half the time if you take the clinical dosage heavens to Betsy well hold your horses cowboy <laughs> That's why I love Ovacetol. It comes in a ratio of 40 to 1, myo and d inositol, and it provides a daily dosage of 4,000 milligrams. It also comes in a three-month supply. And best of all, it's the only NSF-certified 40 to 1 inositol, so you know that it's been third-party tested for purity and accuracy.
1: Well, butter my backside and call me a biscuit.
0: Head over to ovafit.org to order your Ovastal today with our special 15% off promo. You can also find the link in the show description.
1: Well, I declare. Okay, that's enough. Thank God. I'm out of freezes. All right. Well, Tanya, kick us off on this episode.
0: Okay. So... One of the most common symptoms of PCOS is infertility. And most it's one of the most difficult side effects for women with PCOS. It can really get into your head. It can really um, make you feel like your body is broken and so many different factors that play into making us feel like it was our fault, which is insane. And we'll get to that right now. Um, and also age is another factor that can work against us when trying to conceive. So the question is, if we're planning to try it for a baby later in life or are currently trying to conceive, do you need to have the baby sooner if you have PCOS? So today we're gonna to talk about the optimal age of getting pregnant with PCOS and we'll explore the risk factors for uh, waiting too long to conceive and we'll discuss how you can boost your fertility even if you have PCOS challenges.
1: And yeah, this episode is great for everyone essentially If you're looking to get pregnant soon, or even if that's not on your mind and you're thinking about in the future, this is just great to know as like when you should get ready and like what you should be expecting at certain ages. Yes. So how does age affect fertility?
0: So, I mean, a lot of people DM us asking, like, is there a best age to get pregnant with PCOS? It's a pretty common question. And studies show that if you're a woman with PCOS, you're most likely to get pregnant before 35. However, you're most fertile before 30. Um, If you're past 30, though, know that your chances are still good until 32. And then there's a slight decline in fertility.
1: Okay, so... Basically, you're most likely to get pregnant before 35 and you're most fertile before 30. Mm -hmm. And then after about 32, there starts to be a slight decline. It doesn't mean that after 32, okay, you're no longer fertile. It just means after 32, essentially, it starts to decline a little bit.
0: Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And then after 37, there's a sharper decline. Mm. So if you're planning to have kids, you definitely want to try to get your pregnancy journey before 37. But hey, Kourtney Kardashian's pregnant at 44.
1: So, I mean, my mom had me when she was 41. So, yeah. all is possible.
0: And my mom had me at like 37. So, it, you oh, know. Wow. We're, we're both, a, we're
1: yeah, late. both are. Yeah. That's why, we're, that's why we're so weird together.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, so, the ideal age is you know, before 32, and there are a lot of other factors that contribute to your readiness to have a baby when it comes to PCOS. So um, if you find yourself past the recommended age, don't give up. There are fertility specialists, and there are diet and lifestyle changes as well that are immense fertility tips that can really help you ovulate and really change the picture of your ovaries, like I said earlier. Mm Mm-hmm. So, you know, as we age, our bodies age, too, and so do our eggs and ovaries and aging and infertility. It's inevitable. That's just part of human nature. But PCOS kind of, like, makes it even more challenging sometimes.
1: Yeah, I mean, there's, like, a fixed number of eggs when when a woman is born, and they decrease as you age. And I guess the eggs that remain later in life have a much greater chance of containing abnormal chromosomes as well. Mm -hmm. So basically, like those eggs, the older they are, the higher chance of abnormal chromosomes. So your, your pregnancy all around has a greater risk of complications if you're over 35, especially if you have unmanaged PCOS and insulin resistance. But the key word here is unmanaged. So if you're managing your PCOS, diet, lifestyle, you're managing your insulin resistance, you know, it doesn't mean that you're at that like, greater risk of conflict, complication.
0: Yeah. If you've been managing it for a while, it, you probably wouldn't undergo some of the problems that women who are really insulin resistant can undergo with PCOS, like preeclampsia, gestational diabetes, high blood pressure, premature birth, painful labor, and so much more. So insulin resistance can really play a role in these very challenging complications with pregnancy. So it's always good to get a head start in managing that. And, you know, we talk about insulin resistance a lot in so many episodes, and we can go over some of the things that can help with insulin resistance now. But, yeah, it definitely can cause things like preeclampsia. Mm-hmm. So yeah. do you know what preeclampsia is?
1: Um, Kim
0: Kardashian had it. <laughs> I can explain it.
1: Go for it, please.
0: Okay, preeclampsia is... Um, It originates in the placenta where the organ does not implant or develop properly. And then insulin resistance can disrupt the normal development and function of the placenta and contribute to preeclampsia, which is when you have high blood pressure and Mm -hmm. it affects like the the health of the baby. So I don't want to scare anyone but it's just important to understand that there are risks here.
1: Yeah. I mean, the information is really valuable to know, just like when we talk about anything for that matter. But it's also good to know too, like if you're, if you feel like you're unmanaged, your PCOS is unmanaged, don't want this scary because it can take as l- little as three months to change the picture of your ovaries and your eggs, just because that's in, every three months, that's how often you release an egg. So when you're,
0: Um, that's how um, that's how long it takes for the egg to mature yes like the follicle to mature and the egg to be released but every month we ovulate and release the egg
1: sorry that's what I meant yeah can you say that again because I I, want to make sure that that we 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 got that right because I said it wrong
0: it takes three months for the follicle to mature and the egg to ovulate so in that three-month period, if you change the picture of your ovaries, you really improve the insulin resistance, reduce the inflammation, then you have a healthier ovulation, a healthier egg. And um, that's basically like a brief synopsis of all the things that are going on like in those in that three-month period. But we do ovulate like every month and all that. But when you look at things like ovacetol, like it comes in a three-month supply because that's how long it takes to have that egg mature, like from follicle to egg and ovulation. And that's the period of time that's really important to maintain like a healthy environment for that to happen. So that's why OBAS is a three-month supply. It improves egg quality and ovulation and insulin resistance and all the things we're talking about.
1: Well, thank you for explaining that because I I, I wanted to make sure I didn't bro-science that for a second (laughs) and mansplained it because I felt... Uh, terrible that i got you that wrong that. i know but like you know that's like uh, a big thing to make sure i, I get it right so but yeah, yeah so that's the thing though. every three months you can change the quality of the egg and essentially like the picture of your ovaries yes so like that's why it's not like it takes very very long like three months of course is not a very short period amount of time but it is manageable to completely change the outlook
0: yeah the the hardest part is like lifestyle change for most people is not like a cold turkey. Let me just like do everything at once tomorrow. For some people it is because, you know, they've, they're at their wits end and they're like, I'll do anything. And then you tell them 10 things and they do them, you know? But then some people are like, oh, that's so hard. Like, let me see, let me try. I have other priorities. And I, that totally makes sense. And that's why, Typically, you wouldn't see someone like reverse their PCOS in three months. But if you really like nail the things, the root issues that are driving your PCOS and do everything to a T, um, you can really like change the picture of your ovaries. But no one's expecting you to do that. PCOS is a lifelong thing. If, if it takes time, it takes time. Eventually, you'll figure it out. And that's you know, what we see in the sisterhood, people are doing the best they can. We're always cheering each other on no matter what. Every little win counts because no one's perfect. You're not going to just like turn around and do like 10, 15 different lifestyle changes tomorrow. Yeah. It's like hard enough for to get me to like go on a walk every day. Like, <laughs> you
1: know, I know. And like we can talk about some ways to optimize fertility as well, but please always make sure to consult your doctor and work with your doctor one on one. These are just tips. We're not here to like guide you through um, getting pregnant or you know your pregnancy. Mm-hmm. Just know to like please always like work with your doctor one on one to know the best practice for you to you know. Yeah, achieve.
0: absolutely. I mean, we are diet and lifestyle people. We are not like sitting yeah. here telling you what to do on your fertility journey, but we know what can really help. And speaking of things that can help, I want to touch on weight loss. Mm -hmm. Because a lot of times when we're diagnosed with PCOS, and I saw this in like a TV show. Sira, can you remember what that TV show was? It was like four years ago. This is Us. And one of the girls in the episode wanted to get pregnant and she was overweight and she had PCOS and the doctor was like you need to lose weight or else I'm not going to like help you get pregnant or I'm not going to do the fertility treatment on you it's too dangerous or whatever she said basically like blaming this like poor girl as if it was her fault and she she needs to lose weight or else she cannot get pregnant yeah and you know i the whole episode like misconstrued the way that you approach pcos weight loss and fertility all together there and
1: the show was supporting her like putting her in like the no
0: it was just like showing her um crying and like upset with her husband like trying to get pregnant and stuff and just like feeling really like bad about her body and herself and yeah
1: it it is a good way to spread awareness about that because it's
0: happening to so many women yeah but like i wish that they had the knowledge to talk about how like your hormonal imbalance makes it harder for you to lose weight and it makes it harder for you to be fertile. And so what can we do to improve your hormonal imbalance so that you can naturally lose weight? And that was absolutely not the approach in the TV show. And that's not the approach for most doctors. And most women leave the doctor's office feeling like, oh my gosh, I'm not getting pregnant because I'm overweight you know, and then I don't know what to do. How do I lose this weight? And then they they try all these, you know, crazy things that may work or temporarily or may not work at all and just be really distressing. And everything that we say, my point is, everything that we say is to heal hormonal imbalance so you can naturally lose weight. And at the same time, you will improve your fertility. So, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I mean, let that be known for anyone who has felt this way when- they tried to get pregnant and maybe you know weight loss was like an issue or a topic of conversation that made you feel really bad uh, when you left the doctor's office
1: very well said babe. very well said yeah
0: well, i say these things <laughs> i feel like i stole the show here with this podcast.
1: no this is Going your show we are talking about stole the show this is your show
0: i know but usually we both talk but i feel like i'm just really passionate about the show it's called subject. the
1: sister and, and her
0: eh, husband, you
1: know, <laughs> hey, I got over there.
0: That's not true. I would not be this entertaining if it wasn't both of us. I'll tell you that much. We have
1: we have uh, fun doing it together. So
0: I'd be so boring. I'd be like droning on and on about science. No,
1: maybe people want just that, you know. Oh, You're just droning it. on and on and on.
0: You can't get out of this. This is Sidak. me trying to
1: get out of the podcast. You're not <laughs> just
0: ditch me for your. <laughs> I'm kidding. For your um, fantasy football podcast that you're uh, doing with your friend. Oh, we haven't even talked about that. Sirak's doing a fantasy football podcast with his friend. I mean, we have actually, no listeners.
1: Like, how much? You I'm have
0: not, fifty listeners. That's fifty
1: downloads. Lot. And um,
0: okay, that's. A I
1: mean, yeah, lot. just for anyone. Like, we started. Who are a,
0: these people? We started
1: a fantasy podcast like two, three weeks ago. Me it's and my friend. Called friends.
0: Huddle Up. Tell your spouses if they, if you, or you, if you like football.
1: Yeah, I mean. <laughs> it's just like a, something honestly it's just for fun like we don't make anything from it obviously like um it's just fun. We, don't, we don't make anything from this podcast either well, that's not the point but like, <laughs> i mean like it's just like for fun and it's just for like um you know just to do it for talk about fantasy football and like we have 50 downloads yeah. i don't know how i don't know we'll, so we'll so see how, how <laughs> we'll see how that goes i mean friends i'm assuming
0: well sirak you're entertaining and you know a lot about football can and it's nice to hear I it.
1: left the podcast I left PCOS Weight Loss And I just oh, Did a whole oh fantasy God. football thing on my own
0: Don't even joke <laughs> About stupid things like that God, I out. got
1: picked up by ESPN Shut up <laughs> You see me on ESPN, like, with a suit. And,
0: and then you start like, talking about PCOS on ESPN yeah, to yeah. spread awareness.
1: It's like the Olympics. And I talk about, these women have high testosterone. Remember, like, your post, I oh, you yeah. talked about... Uh, what, what was it, like... Um,
0: A certain percentage of women in the Olympics have yeah. high testosterone. And I
1: bring that up on live yeah. on, like, NBC. I'm like, so according to or the PCOS. study...
0: <laughs> that post always goes viral, too. I and
1: mean, people are really interested in that. And obviously, it's very interesting because... It's, okay let's move on with that well, with the see, topic of the episode i'm
0: just saying pcos is a superpower just a little bit of extra testosterone can make you stronger more resilient yeah, a exactly. leader and you know if you can hone in on it and not let it like control your life and run rampant then you could be fertile and lose weight and all kinds of things with your symptoms getting better so
1: yeah
0: anyways so back to the point
1: <laughs> back, well, back to fertility, and I think we were talking. We we're about to get into like Some tips. why people talk about weight loss.
0: Yeah, so I, I feel like I covered that really yeah. well. So I'm just gonna move on from that. So in terms of weight loss and managing PCOS. So here are some tips that you've heard us say before, but we'll say it again because we always like to leave you with actionable steps after the podcast. Yep. Um, here are some tips that can help improve your fertility and help improve weight loss as well because they're targeting hormone health. So the first one, of course, is reducing stress. Mm -hmm. Stress can put you in a blood sugar roller coaster and make insulin resistance worse, which in turn creates high testosterone and harms your fertility. Obviously, life can be stressful, but stress management is very important. Mm -hmm. So also quality sleep, making sure that you're getting good sleep, not like staring at the blue light and like, you know making your melatonin go down
1: and that's not just for fatigue or like improving like levels of stress it's actually for also improving your insulin resistance because when you get like bad quality sleep it can uh worsen your insulin resistance by up to like 30 to 40 percent yeah so that means like that can lead to um you know you feeling fatigue throughout the day or uh easily gaining weight and and things like that so um definitely prioritize quality sleep
0: yes And then next is getting in more movement. Now that's not because I'm saying move more so you can lose weight. I'm saying it because it helps like walking helps with reducing your stress hormones and improving insulin sensitivity. Um, Making sure you walk after your meal so that it can help with your blood sugar control or doing slow weighted workouts so that you're not pumping the stress hormones by doing intense workouts and you're lifting weights, which is so much better for insulin sensitivity. So yes more movement better yes and then my favorite
1: and then an anti-inflammatory diet, essentially going gluten and dairy free. Mm-hmm. So going w- with an anti-inflammatory diet, it can help you reduce insulin resistance, help it e- uh, make it easier to lose weight and support like that proper hormone balance. So we always talk about trying to go gluten dairy free for 30 days to see if it's right for you, to see if it improves symptoms like bloat, headaches, like the water retention, or like that, that uh, when you retain on that weight um, easily.
0: Exactly. And also how dairy increases androgen levels. So the more androgen male hormones you have, you know, the harder it is to ovulate. So think of it this way, like just try to go dairy free for 30 days and see if that affects, um, and of course gluten free, and see if that affects your PCOS symptoms and also your fertility and ovulation journey. I would say 90 days, sorry, but you know, we always say 30, but I really mean 90 (laughs)
1: And there's a, a, a lot of great supplements and vitamins out there that can help with um, improving fertility. So like, one, one of the most studied ones f- for specifically women with PCOS is coenzyme Q10. And of course, we all know inositol, um, aka Ovastol, as well. Vitamin D is a huge, huge uh, precursor to fertility as well as omega-3. All of these are really beneficial and like folate as well is a really good option All of these are um, a really good part of like a prenatal supplement um, regimen.
0: And we have it all linked. And last but not least, tracking your cycles. Um, This will help you figure out if you're ovulating. So some people find it helpful to use like ovulation test strips, basal body thermometers, like an app to help you track your ovulation and your period. Um, Some apps are like natural cycles, the flow app. And then there's one called Ovaya. I haven't used that one before, but anyways, there's a ton to, of
1: options. if you want to track other things, you can use our app too. You or know? you
0: can use our app. <laughs> we,
1: yeah. Like, I'll be honest, like our period tracker is not the best right now. We're trying to improve it. But in terms of all the other trackers, we've like made them like the best yeah. of the best. So definitely. In terms
0: of the lifestyle changes that we discussed here, yeah. you can track those using our app and make sure and it will help you see your level of consistency it will help you track how you feel while you're doing these lifestyle changes Um, a lot of people have found them very useful on their journey towards reversing pcos and we've made them all like pcos centric like going gluten-free and then you can track if you did it for seven days you get like a reward and yeah it's fun
1: and by the way somebody was asking recently like where Uh, One is the recipe section going to be updated. So for any members listening, the recipe section, we're doing a complete revamp, essentially from like scratch to make the recipe um, menu a lot better, including we're including like videos for each recipe. And like you can change the serving sizes and have a more customized uh, grocery list based on your meal plan. So that update is going to come out before the end of November. So right now you're probably listening to this probably right around the time that it's going to get released. So... By before the end of November, that will be updated and you will have like your meal plan will be um have all these new like recipes and new menus and videos to watch for each recipe and so forth. So um, yeah, this year has been for everyone who's been working really hard in 2023 whether you're going to school, whether you're going to work or, you know, supporting your family, everything. It's like we've been working really hard this year on making this app the best thing it can be. Like we weren't happy with how it came out in the beginning of the year. And it's been like our passion and mission and it's almost kind of not killed us, but it's like it's, almost it's been we've definitely lost a lot of like uh, sleep over it. But hey, like at the end, like now that we're at the end of 2023, we're literally like at the end of, of everything we planned out. The recipe section being the last. And it's all been part of like giving you sisters exactly like what you need to or like what you're looking for, like to cut out the confusion, to essentially like not go through the things that Tony went through for 10 years trying to figure out PCOS. Like we basically cut it down to everything you can listen to or follow in an app and learn and like workouts, recipes, like everything. So
0: one stop shop. We just sent an email out and sisters left reviews and they're so sweet they're like yeah. such wonderful reviews it means so much to us because i feel like a year ago when the app wasn't like fully done i feel like people wouldn't have posted those reviews
1: <laughs> i i highly recommend like if you've ever like thought about downloading the app or just like been like i wonder if it's good or not just like go to the reviews and read the most recent reviews just because all those reviews like are you know like based on like how the app has been the last like six months just, like, take take a look, and um, I hope, like, you'll see that, you know, mm-hmm. there's a lot of people that um, are benefiting from it, and if it's ever the right time for you, we hope you consider it, but... For the conclusion of the episode about fertility.
0: Yes, I truly wish everyone who's listening has a healthy, happy pregnancy. Even if you feel like the odds are stacked against you, don't throw in the towel. There are lots of ways you can naturally reverse your PCOS and increase your odds of conceiving and improve your ovulation. So... We are here for it. We will cheer you on every step of the way, especially if you join the sisterhood. We can chat in the Facebook group and hear all about your journey and answer your questions.
1: By the way, in the recipe section, we'll have categories like uh, pre workout snacks or 20 minute prep uh, quick meals or things like that. So you'll just like put the tag and it'll show you everything you can make in the next five minutes or For breakfast, lunch, dinner, all that kind of jazz. So, stay tuned. Should we talk about the other project we're working on? What? Uh, The tea. The most requested thing. The most requested thing that we've ever been requested. Okay. Spearmint tea.
0: (laughs) You guys, honestly, who knew that it was this hard to find spearmint tea? Like when you go to like Whole Foods, there's like one company that has like spearmint tea. It's actually like really not everywhere. Like specifically spearmint. I see mint but I don't always see spearmint. Yeah, it's a
1: little bit hard. And and, people tell us, like, I can't find spearmint.
0: Yeah, and then I'm like, I don't know, grow it. Like, I don't know what to tell you.
1: But we found it.
0: Oh, we found it, girl.
1: Found a couple of, sources now it's time to test them out and see how it goes so we have some way some time to go so we'll keep everybody updated
0: i just want everyone to know this is all on Cedric's shoulders he's the one <laughs> communicating with all of the um people the warehouses and stuff to find the right one the right fit for us and he's been working every single night searching near and far while i do other things and it's all on your shoulders Cedric. so the sooner it comes out the better for all of us
1: <laughs> no pressure at all just kidding All right, well, I guess it's time for us to go live now. All right. Uh, With our influencer life, recording a podcast, going live, I mean.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Well, this was fun, sisters.
1: We hope everybody has a great rest of their week. And until next time, we hope you take care.
0: Talk to you soon. Bye. Bye. What if you had an app for PCOS that could tell you what to eat, when to work out, and how to track your goals every day?
1: Introducing the Sisterhood app, not only does the Sisterhood app give you access to the largest community of women with PCOS, but it also provides you with a daily PCOS plan.
0: Your daily PCOS plan tells you exactly what to eat for each meal of the day. It's like having me as a dietitian in your pocket. It also sends you a notification when it's time to work out, and it provides step-by-step videos to help you reverse your biggest PCOS symptoms.
1: You also get access to 100 plus gluten and dairy free recipes, the five steps to PCOS weight loss masterclass, and a full PCOS friendly workout library to choose from.
0: But let's not forget the most crucial component of PCOS weight loss, the support. You're not alone. In the Sisterhood, you become part of the largest community of PCOS women where you can chat with us in our private Facebook group. Sirak, myself, and your fellow sisters are in there every day to answer your questions and support you along the way.
1: So what are you waiting for? You can head over to the App Store and search Sisterhood or click the link in the description to get started today.
0: See you in there.